This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Saturday, March 20th, 2010. Um, kind of a quiet Saturday today, so this will be a shorter update. There isn't a, a whole lot going on in the world of MMA news. Um, I, I, basically, all that all that went down today was the, the weigh-ins for tomorrow's UFC on Versus debut. Um, there really wasn't a, a whole lot else going on, but... Um, all the fighters made weight for the event, including um, James Irvin in his debut down at, in the middleweight division. Um, but there is some concern that he looked really, really dehydrated for the cut, and uh, it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> how he rebounds tomorrow night in the fight against Alessio Sakara. So, uh, I mean, that, that's definitely one of the factors coming into that fight because uh, you to have a guy here that started his career at heavyweight and then fought at light heavyweight for much of his uh, career, and now he's dropping an extra 20 pounds uh, to make his debut here, uh, not to mention the fact that he hasn't fought since July of 2008. So he's on a nearly two-year layoff as it is, um, and now he's cutting down to 185 for the first time. So uh, that's something to look out for. If, if he doesn't connect with Sakara early in, in the first uh, round, it's it's going to be very difficult for him to win that fight, I think, uh, <clears throat> as the fight gets dragged out into the later rounds. But um, everything else uh, kind of went smoothly at the weigh-ins, outside of um, a little bit of a, a scale malfunction during Brendan Schaub's weigh-in, where uh, he was announced at 264, and uh, there's an error on the scale. as uh, It had looked like it was a lot less. Schaub was surprised when they announced that weight. And uh, commission officials later confirmed that he did come in at 245, so um, almost a 20-pound difference in what they announced and what he was actually in at, because he's not um, a heavy, heavy, heavyweight. So um, everyone else made weight for the event, so uh, John Jones came in at 206, Brandon Vera at 204 for their main event fight, uh, Junior Dos Santos in at 238, Gabe Gonzaga 255 uh, for their co-main event slot, and then finally rounding out the main card, Paul Buentello came in at 246, while Czech Congo in at uh, a svelte 237. Um, Congo's never been a gigantic heavyweight as it is, but uh, uh, he, he looks a lot bigger than uh, than his weight usually suggests when he comes in. But um, we'll get into a full-on preview of the event tomorrow on the live cast. Um, you can join us in and, and, and give us your thoughts as well on that conversation. The information is on uh, the main page right now, it's the top listing on this, uh, uh, the article rundown on the main site. So um, <clears throat> go ahead and join us tomorrow. We'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, on who you think is going to win. We'll be discussing this card and uh, also looking ahead to next week's UFC 111 card as we are less than a week away from George St. Pierre's return to the octagon. Um, but I will get into, uh, because Wesley, our, our MMA Torch contributor Wesley Walker uh, brought his best bets column um, back out, uh, his, his specialist column. He's looking at the um, betting odds and, and, and giving so, some betting advice for uh, for the card, and um, I've got some thoughts on that as well for, for a couple of the fights anyway. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm wary to bet the, the main event fight at all because... Uh, Brandon Vera at plus 200, it seems kind of kind of high because this is a fight that, in all reality, it, he probably should win this fight. This is a fight that he should win because he's he's just 
a, a much more experienced, much more polished striker, and uh, he's he's a guy that has fought some really, really, really great competition in his career, um, and you know he just hasn't looked. Uh, it, 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 he hasn't shown us anything to suggest that he can get back to the way that he used to fight, despite the comments that he's made. Um, he's had six straight fights now where he's just, it, it's just been lackluster. <clears throat> um, four of those fights have gone to decision, and, and he's just been really, really, it, I don't know if it's off his game or, or what the situation is, but um, at plus 200, you almost want to take that bet because this is a fight that he should win. But um, I, I can't, uh, myself, I, I just, I, I can't say uh, with any certainty that Barrow will win this fight. I think John Jones has a great chance to win it. I don't think he's a 260, uh, minus 260 favorite. Um, I think it's a closer fight than, than that suggests, but uh, I could be proven wrong in that. Um, the real, you know, upset possibility on this card is Gabriel Gonzaga over Junior Dos Santos. Uh, Gonzaga comes in as a plus 210, and, you know, if he takes this fight to the ground, uh, he has a good chance to, to win this fight. The problem a lot of people see, though, is that they think he's going to uh, try to stand and trade with Dos Santos and prove that he's a striker as well. Um, we saw how well that worked for him against Shane Carwin once uh, that fight got back to the feet after he couldn't keep him down. So um, Dos Santos is probably still a solid play, solid play at minus 280. Uh, because he should, that's another, I, I think he'll win this fight, but, uh, Gonzaga plus 210 is, is really, uh, it's almost a play you want to take, because it's very possible that, uh, that upset could happen. Uh, check Congo, Paul Buntello, there's no bet there. Um, Congo's at minus 400, he's gonna win that fight, that's, that, uh, there's, there's no play there, I mean, you, you can make that bet if you want to, it's just, there's not a whole, uh, whole lot of money coming back from that one. James Irvin and Alessio Sakara. That it, the fight's a coin flip, so if you put any money on either of them, you're going to get back what you put in uh, if, if they win. But Irvin at minus thirty and Sakara at even, I, I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't bet that coin flip. Brendan Schaub over Chase Gormley minus two forty is a, a, a decent money play with with Brendan Schaub because that's that's a fight he should win as well. Um, Another up, a possible upset, I mean, it's only slight, but Elliot Phil at plus 55, he's got a real chance to beat Vladimir Matyashenko. Um, Matyashenko, he, he's, he's getting up there in age and getting up there, um, you know, to nearing the end of his career. At least he's on the tail end of his career. And, and Marshall's a guy that's been up and coming here recently and could very well take this fight. Clay Guida at minus 450, there's, there's no money in taking him over Shannon Gugarty. Again, that's a fight he should win. Um, Eric Schaefer at plus 30 over Jason Brills. That's a, that's a bet that I would definitely take. I think that's a, a – he's only a slight underdog, but I think that's a fight that Schaefer uh, – really, he, he, I, I'd favor him in that fight just because of uh, the way Brills has, has fought against guys like Schaefer before, and I think Schaefer's just a much better ground fighter than, than Brills is, and uh, Brills is not going to be able to – uh, utilize his um, lay and pray type top game over Eric Schaefer. It's just not going to happen. Um, Mike Pearson minus four fifty did no money in that. Uh, there might be a little bit of money in taking Paulino with the upset, just because he's uh, pretty much an unknown coming into the, into his UFC debut here. Um, kind of the same situation with Darren Elkins. There's just not a whole lot 
uh, known on them. So the, the they're um, the underdogs coming in. Uh, I, I have more confidence putting money on Elkins than I would on Paulino right now. But um, at plus three twenty five, there's a, a decent um, amount of money back for uh, your risk in that one. There's a good reward to your risk in that. Uh, finally, Daniel Roberts at a plus one eighty over John Howard. Uh, I mean, you can take either in that. I mean, I have no confidence in either bet, but uh, you could make some money one way or the other um, if you put that. I, I think Howard's going to win that fight, but Roberts is is a decent underdog play, so not a whole lot of confidence in taking Howard at minus two thirty. But uh, you know, you you could go for the, again the risk reward bet with Daniel Roberts over him there. So <clears throat> just my thoughts on, on on those fights from a betting perspective. Um, you can check out Wesley's thoughts on the main site, uh, uh, one of our new specialists. We've got a lot of new contributors on the site here. Um, speaking of which, our, our all-business specialist column uh, by Alvin Benjamin Carter III, uh, he yesterday had an interview, uh, an email interview up with the Fight Chick CEO. Um, today, he has an audio interview up with uh, Bellator Fighting Championships founder and CEO Bjorn Rebney. That is definitely worth a listen to. So um, you can find that link on the, on the main page and go ahead and uh, download that and, and take a listen to it. Uh, another good in- interview from Alvin. And, uh, um, you know, Bjorn Rebney, uh, the more I hear from him and the, the more I see him in interviews, and um, I like the Bellator model a lot. I like what Bjorn's doing with the company, and I, I basically I, I've just got a whole lot of respect for that company and the way that they're running things right now, and uh, I, I'm hoping to see them succeed because I think they're doing they're doing things the right way with being a, um, a next to top tier um, organization. I mean, they're getting the national TV deals. They've got uh, world class. They've got some world class fighters in there in Eddie Alvarez and, and Roger Huerta for sure in the lightweight division. Um, you know, getting Cole Conrad for the heavyweight division. They've just got um, uh, a lot of really, really good fighters in there. Hector Lombard, uh, the middleweight champion, is another one. So um, they've got some very, very, very good fighters under their uh, umbrella, and they're they're doing things uh, in a different way from other organizations. They're not trying to be like Strike Force and and uh, trying to get on a, a, a network to compete head to head with the UFC. They're running, you know, their 12-week seasons. They're not running monthly events. They're running week, these weekly events, and uh, they've got a set time frame for when things are ending, when they're in uh, session. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're not setting out to really take fighters from anyone. They're they're taking the guys that, uh, that they can find to be competitive and to put on the best shows possible. So, um, again, uh, the interview is definitely worth a listen Go ahead and check that out on the main page. Finally, another one of our specialists, uh, Bob Teal, uh, his Whatever Happened to column. Today he took a look at um, Ryan Gracie, the late Ryan Gracie, um, and what happened in that whole situation. It's definitely a a good read and and some interesting information if you uh, don't already know the story of Ryan Gracie. So uh, go ahead and Take a look at that. You know, he left his email on there. Give him some, give him your thoughts. Uh, he likes the feedback and would like to hear uh, uh, 
how people think he's doing on it. So lots of uh, we've got a lot of really good uh, contributors and uh, new columnists and, and new features on the site, and um, we hope that that you're all noticing uh, s- some of the new things and some of the increased content coming up. We've got our roundtables going this week uh, with a lot of different responses from guys. I think we've got um, 17 or 18 different. Uh, uh, points of view on these different subjects in multi-part roundtables. Um, we just finished up the three-part par- three prediction look for the Brandon Vera-John Jones fight. We'll, we will have uh, uh, a ton more before tomorrow night um, looking at the two heavyweight fights on the card between Junior Dos Santos and Gabriel Gonzaga as well as um, Paul Buntello and Chuck Congo. So keep an eye out for that. We will have those uh, running today and t- uh, tonight and tomorrow, um, heading into the the night's card. So uh, I actually got a lot longer in here than I thought I would get because uh, there was wasn't a whole lot of news to to cover. But um, thanks for listening once again. Make sure to tune in tomorrow, two to four p.m. Eastern on BlogTalkRadio.com. Myself and uh, Torch columnist Matt Pelkey uh, host our live call-in show. Um, it is our Sunday conversation live cast. Uh, and, and we'll be we'll be looking at tomorrow night's UFC and versus card as well as UFC 111 and all of the other news from the week um, that I've only touched on briefly here in our uh, daily series. So thanks once again for listening. This is Jamie Penick signing off.